Welcome to The Soul Connection, an exploration of the interconnectivity between our social influencers, physical and emotional well-being, with a spark of spirituality. Please welcome your host, The Soul Doctor, Dr. Christiane Lepertz, known as Dr. K. Welcome to The Soul Connection this week on our show that connects your biological, psychological, spiritual, and emotional well-being. We are in Scottsdale, Arizona with Dr. Keith Chambers, and we're going to talk a little bit about what is out there in terms of natural health. Why would somebody be interested in finding a doctor, a naturopath, versus going traditional or what the system calls traditional medicine, when actually you are the traditional medicine, right? Right. Right. And I actually have Renee Carnell in with us today. So if you hear another voice speaking, that is my sister out of Mesa, Arizona, and she may have a few questions to chime in. So first of all, thank you for your time. We all appreciate so much when we get these people that have successful outcomes to come on and just share some knowledge with the American public because people perish for lack of knowledge and they don't even know what to ask for if they don't know what's available. Sure, absolutely. So if you wouldn't mind, just kind of give us a rundown of what kind of services your clinic does versus what they would see at a traditional clinic you'd walk into. We offer services to treat all kinds of different cases as in any primary care physician, right? Um, the way I figure naturopathic medicine uh, versus conventional is, is that we just have a bigger toolbox to choose from. So I find about probably 80-90% of the time we can do a better job treating conditions naturally versus using a pharmaceutical intervention. That doesn't mean we, we don't write prescriptions, we have full prescriptive rights. And we do write in Arizona. In Arizona, yeah, right. And many other states have have prescriptive rights as as well. Um, but I find our outcomes are better uh, most of the time, vast majority of the time, using natural remedies and, and natural medicines. What do you see for patients and problems? Well, here at our clinic, we see everything from uh, autoimmune diseases to hormonal imbalances to cancer to musculoskeletal issues. Uh, so uh, kind of a vast range uh, which you wouldn't see in a primary care setting your typical primary care setting and uh, we offer a lot of different therapies to help people uh, get get to where their goals are naturally so that's another thing that I I see different from us in a sort of your conventional medicine doctor is um, we usually always start when we meet with the patient ask them what their goals are Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, say if they have a limp, right, and they want to get from here to their car and back and not worry about it too much, well, that's much different than if they want to, you know, do a 100-yard sprint. So uh, to, to set those goals, so that way we understand each other, and then also we have demarcation on where our expectations are for each other, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think is great. Yeah. Well, when in the traditional clinic, when somebody goes into a traditional clinic, they see a general practitioner Mm -hmm. and then that person refers based on whatever the problem is to another person, a specialist. In this situation, that's really not the case. 
you yeah. kind of you you see the problem and you start working with it immediately you don't have to refer out exactly the vast majority of the time we don't need to refer out to any other physicians there are times when we do and we collaborate with a lot of different other types of physicians um, say for instance if you know people get a colonoscopy we look at those reports if they go to a cardiologist and have ultrasounds or echoes uh, we look at those reports and everything and we're kind of the record keeper for that just as the primary care physician used to be once upon a time right uh, to hold those records and, and hold that space for that patient um, and to be able to assimilate all that information because it's very valuable mm-hmm I want you to share a little bit about some of your outcomes because you have a very esteemed reputation in the community. Oh, thank That's you. how I heard about you. Your, your praises were sung and they said, man, you have to interview Dr. Keith Chambers. He has phenomenal outcomes. And people need to hear this because I think so many people are just so tied into a system that's treating symptom after symptom and not experiencing cures or wellness yes yes and it's almost like one thing leads to another oftentimes right so please share some of the, your your outcomes yeah so first of all you know we kind of go on the premise that uh, if you have to take a medication the lowest dose of medication is the best dose you know so we use a lot of our other therapies to fill in the gaps almost every medication by the way depletes your body of some sort of nutrient mm-hmm um, and so between you know, IV therapies we do, we do a lot of different IV therapies. We replete the body on those nutrients to begin with because they're, they're already depleted. Um, as well as a lot of people that come in, I would say the, the majority of people that come in have had a lifetime of toxicities that they've built over time that are not packaged and excreted by the liver or kidneys. Uh, so oftentimes we start with that um, we'll do a sauna and constitutional hydrotherapy and some other colonics and and other IV therapies as well. So this is a kidney cleanse and to, a to start, liver cleanse. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and ends up pulling things out of the body, which are barriers to health. So um, by doing that initially, we kind of see whatever what's left over and how the people are feeling, um, and that and, and that's a benefit whether you're not just have GI problems, but if you have um, anything that passes through your liver, for instance, you talk about hormone health, okay, a lot of us have gone through life uh, collecting those hormones in our liver that are hanging out, not yet to be disposed, packaged up and disposed, so that process is very valuable. You know, many women have been on birth control for decades, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, those are the people that you really need to uh, make sure that all that stuff is out of the body before introducing any other hormones to them. Because uh, unfortunately, what I've seen is in the menopausal side, um, women that've been on birth control for a very long time have a harder time through menopause uh, than 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 other women. Um, it can certainly be reversed and all that and and uh, brought up to speed, but. Um, that's just what I've seen over the years. Um, so we have a great response uh, from just detoxifying in the beginning. Uh, and then uh, that's also very valuable for any cardiovascular disease. Then we, we do fairly significant labs on our patients where we can see 
some of the deficiencies, whether it's thyroid or uh, vitamins or any of those things. And so we work those in as well. Uh, so it's sort of this layering effect and then also work on, a, on their diet. So things like autoimmune disease, but particularly Hashimoto's thyroid in, uh, in particular, is very, very sensitive to gluten. So we'll put them on a gluten-free diet. So depending on what's going on with the body, you need a different type of diet um, or you know follow a different kind of regimen. And that lifts that inflammation out of the body, uh, gets the body on the right course, and then we add in any other supplementation or medication if, if needed uh, mm-hmm. along the way to help them get their goals. Yeah, we always like to put some tips out for people, and I know we were talking a little bit earlier specifically um, about the women and the hormones because, you know, women go through a lot of changes in life with their hormonal health. Sure. And this is great advice, the whole you know, making sure you detox your body, getting some of this cleanse out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even hormonal buildup in our water system. Yes. Mm-hmm. That people have been drinking and showering in and, yeah. you know, and it's building up in our bodies. And you're finding women are going through menopause much earlier than, than ever. Yeah. They're having fertility issues. Yeah. And having periods earlier. And ha- that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> So it's not uncommon to see a ten or eleven year old having their first period. Wow. Yeah, and you know the the hormones can really be a huge part of quality of life issues. Oh yes, for people because mm-hmm. you have a hormone imbalance, all of a sudden you have an emotional imbalance, and sure, and sure. a lot goes hand in hand with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And another thing a lot of people don't realize, but I don't know if you've heard of tra- neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters are made in mostly your gut tract, right? Mm-hmm. Um, neurotransmitters, if you look at the molecular structure of neurotransmitters, such as serotonin, dopamine, all those things, we see this onslaught of Parkinson's, which is a dopamine issue, and all these other things uh, with these endocrine disruptors that we're exposed to on a daily basis. Tell them um, what that is so that they know. What, an endocrine disruptor? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's anything that keeps your correct production of hormones being created or uh, adds to any hormone being converted into another hormone. Okay. So there's a, there's a transition from hormones can be converted into each other. So like, for instance, testosterone can become estrone, which is our bad estrogen, uh, those types of things. Uh, so those endocrine disruptors can really impact all those hormones, including thyroid and, and adrenal, uh, which that's the kind of the trifecta is uh, thyroid, adrenal, and, and sex hormone. Uh, those all play off each other dramatically. Um, so the neurotransmitters have a huge uh, part in our mood. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're very, very much like hormones. So basically neurotransmitters are hormones for our nervous system. Yeah, great, great description. Great description. As we were talking about that actually in a conversation today about hormones because you had a health scare, Renee. Yes. And they had to do an estrogen block. Yes, they blocked my estrogen um, completely um, with a medication which 
definitely affected my mental health very dramatically in a very short time. I was very emotional where I'm normally not overly um, sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I was very, very um, just disturbed with everything. <laughs> yeah. I had no tolerance for anything at that point. <laughs> so, that was a heck of a phone call, by the way. <laughs> yes, so I called my sister and yeah. said, I can't stand myself. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think surprised you because that is not... Um, yeah, yeah. It's not normal conversation. And right. It's not sure. normally my yeah. personality, yeah. if you will. So, yeah. So is that invasion of the body snatchers? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. For sure. But, you know, people, they're told to do something, and it's by a perceived authority in this, mm -hmm. and they don't know that there's other options. Right. That is right. Yeah. And, and well, so, I, think that's, I think that begs the question, though, and we're all sort of learning that, that we have to all be in charge of our own health. There's only one person that can do that, right? So I always encourage everybody to question. I expect to be questioned, right? Everybody that comes to that door has, you know, Google doctor, right? And that's okay, because the more that you understand about your own body, the, the easier it should make the rest of it. Right, and if you have a practitioner that knows their stuff, um, and that's not usually considered a threat. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing they did with you is they did surgery. Now, mm -hmm. if they come and visit a naturopath, that might not be your first option. Yeah, it probably won't be the first option. You know, surgeries are needed here. You know, there's all of it's needed, right? But I think we overdo it. For instance, I think there's well over. 500,000 gallbladder surgeries a year. I, I find it difficult to believe that we need, there's that many people that need gallbladder surgery. Right. You know, those types of things. Um, but, you know, there's a time and a place for all of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I love that integrative idea uh -huh. because I agree. I mean, I think what has happened is We've gotten so used to using only the pharmaceutical, only the mm -hmm. um, major medical ideas that we haven't integrated things that, into our lives that maybe your practice does that really helps not only um, treat mm -hmm. things without such harsh um, chemicals. Right, yep. Um, in a way that is more natural to, I guess, how we were made to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. when we were even talking about, you know, now you have some therapists, and I know this is a big hot button in Florida that will advocate people just changing their sex to for whatever condition that they're struggling with, and they don't really understand the magnitude of the hormone shift. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because I've I've had them come in to my to, to detox mm -hmm. as a holistic practitioner mm -hmm. and then I ask them well what are you on and, and you know they're they're looking for mental health cures and problems because they have depression and you know they're interested in hyperbarics and this and that mm -hmm. and then you find out that they're on hormones to change your sex mm -hmm. soon and you sit down and say okay well changes the whole platform yeah mm -hmm. exactly 
Exactly, because just as you found that as soon as they started changing your estrogen because of cancer, breast cancer, and they link it to estrogen, and then they block your estrogen, all of a sudden you have a... Meltdown. A, mel- <laughs> a minor eruption, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And nobody tells them. Right. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the biggest thing, right? Um, it, it goes back to time, education, you know, uh, the term or phrase doctor, right? Doctor in Latin is docere, which is teacher. So as doctors, our mission should be to teach our patients about themselves, what their bodies are going through, but we kind of lost their, our way somewhere along the line. And unfortunately, uh, insurance dictates to doctors what they can and can't use. Um, yeah, if you even use your insurance and you want to have this condition, then you have to use this medication or we're not gonna pay for it. Um, it's just, uh, it's kind of the tail wagging the dog, unfortunately. Right, right. Yeah. And it doesn't change fast enough with new innovation either. Right. Uh huh. So that brings an interesting question. Let's talk about that a little bit because we had this discussion, and I think it's really a discussion everybody needs to have, especially if they're diagnosed with a problem, mm-hmm. a health crisis. They'll say, okay, you brought up insurance. They, people are paying for all this insurance. It's more expensive than ever. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so they want to use their insurance. Yes. But then they only get the CDC or the, the, the protocol approved for whatever label is put on their symptom. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then they come to you and they say, you know what? I'm tired of treating symptoms because I get one symptom put down and a boop another one pops up yep. and you don't take insurance so how do you explain this to your patients well I think that people kind of get tired of playing the whack-a-mole game right mm-hmm trading one symptom for another and then layering meds um, it's not uncommon for us to you know patients to come in and they're on 30 meds yeah I've seen that too right and uh, but their insurance paid for it all, right? Right. But what, what they don't say is, okay, what didn't their insurance pay for? It doesn't cover all of it, so they're actually out of pocket, you know, maybe as much as $1,000 a month, even though the insurance paid much more than that, they're still, they're still shelling it out, for, and they still don't feel like they want to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're paying that money anyway. <laughs> right, and they're feeling um, yeah bad. I yeah, mean, health-wise, they're not of, getting better. Yeah, a lot of the times um, with these stacking, because one doctor doesn't know what the other's doctor, and they another doctor's because people just you know they'll go to different doctors because they don't feel well. They will see somebody for a while, and then if they don't feel better, they'll go to another doctor, mm-hmm. right? And then, but the second doctor doesn't necessarily take the first one. They don't want to step on toes. They're not going to take them off their meds. And the cycle, cycle just keeps going. You know, what I find is uh, a lot of the times just weaning people off of the current meds, they start feeling better because they're, they're cleared out, their livers are able to recover, you know, they're able to, to get more blood flow, et cetera, et cetera. We don't really have uh, a lot of objection as far as like 
not being able to use insurance. They just okay. want to get well. And like I said, they're paying that money anyway, anyway because they, they just don't, it, they don't frame it that way in their mind. Um, but when they start figuring that out, they're like, oh, yeah, well, I was paying that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think what you said to me in, in our prior conversation as we had um, been introduced and talking a little bit about this when you asked me, how much do you pay to have your hair done? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I told you it was $175 about every six weeks. Uh-huh. And it is. And you said, well, you know, that would certainly cover an appointment. Yeah. And I I thought, wow, you know, you and I may not have to be here. Mm-hmm. by any means sure. every six weeks yeah and it really kind of put exactly. in perspective to me yeah how you could look at it and it just made it more real right mm-hmm. you know so that that shouldn't be such a barrier so maybe you go to great clips for your hair <laughs> <laughs> and you go and you come here for your health how about that i, I am all for that <laughs> i i see i have seen the light yeah <laughs> problem solved <laughs> oh but that is a great conversation though because people yes. i think in general we really need to realign some of our priorities mm-hmm. we're so interested in what is projected out that sometimes you forget about what you're putting in or what is being put in yes mm-hmm. you know well i mean the source is our food right so i mean you think about um well you ladies aren't old enough but i think about you know back in the 70s and like that uh, how you never saw heavy people i just right right and yes and we all went we all weren't starving Right. No. Maybe a few of us are starving than we are now, right? But uh, um, it just seemed like we were healthier back then. Absolutely. You know, of course, that was before the advent of plastics, really, and everything and all this other stuff that, you know, leaves a burden on our bodies. Um, it's not like we're going to live without that. We just have to adapt. Right. And detoxify from right. it, I right. think. Right, exactly. So some tips. I mean, when we were talking about the whole breast cancer, you had a great tip about, you know, and I'd never heard that before. Yeah. So um, if you have some tips you could share that are just practical that would help people feel better every day and maybe Mm. help them prevent some of this pain and drama that people go through. Yeah, so we were talking about uh, breast cancer, for instance, and, um, you know, there's most, most massage, I would say, a good a, a massage therapist that are, are good do something called lymph lymph massage where that that moves the lymph around the breasts um, keeps that stagnation uh, from happening um, um, when you look at Chinese medicine for instance right yeah please there's found on that there's a, there's a big thing about blood and lymph stagnation you know or or blood and chi stagnation um, and that's sort of their whole root of root cause of disease. When when things don't move, they should be moving, right? So um, it's just like when we when we move, when we exercise, etc. We don't have to. You don't have to be a you know marathon runner, but um, by moving moving the body uh, and doing simple things, even you know stretching, walking, sauna. All those types of things to move your blood, the, a lot of these conditions will be reduced dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people actually have 
nowadays sticky blood Mm -hmm. because of all of the um, electromagnetic forces in the air. It's screwing up the polarity of your cells. Right. And Mm -hmm. we're not grounding anymore because, you know, we used to ground to the ground. When we were kids, we played out in the dirt for crying out loud, you know? Yeah, and bare feet. Yeah. Yeah. And none of that is happening anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, we have to be conscious about what we're going to do and and how we're going to keep our our polarity of our body in sync. Mm -hmm. Do you have any suggestions that you'd like to? Well, I mean, I I mean, I think I think you do is something as simple as as going out and walking around the sun even 15 minutes a day will change your life. Just that simple enough. Little thing. Mm -hmm. One of the beauties of COVID, you know, because I I try to look at the upside of everything as I can is you see people out in the campgrounds hiking all the lakes are full all these other things that you didn't see before campers are all sold out right yes yes they are we're going to go out and and that was a sort of a reinvigoration I think of people that said hey you know maybe we should uh, take a second thought about our lifestyle yeah I agree I agree 100% well, that, that's really, those are some good suggestions for sure. Um, as far as, were you ever working as an MD or have you mm-hmm. always been an ND? No, I've always been an MD, yeah. I've worked in, uh, I started out long ago in the early 80s as an uh, emergency medical tech, you know, EMT. Okay. And so I was. You've seen every Totally immersed in the conventional side. And, uh, and how did you see the light? I saw that what I saw was people weren't being listened to. I remember one particular thing, and I was I was young. Wow, I was I was nineteen, I think. And I remember being in the ER, I was working with a doc, and this guy came in. He had stomach problems. They got some medication for him, and and I was left in the room with him. Right. Okay. I was just, you know, what was I gonna? I, I didn't have any more to go, so they said, "Okay, stay here." So I just got to talk to him. And he said, "I said, well, what do you do?" He said, oh, "I like to go fishing with my buddies and stuff, and hang out." And I said, "Oh, you guys must must enjoy yourself." And he said, "Yeah, we are, I like to go out and fish and and have a couple a night, you know." And he said, "You know, like drinking?" He said, "Yeah." And I said, oh, "A couple, a couple why?" He said, "Well, we usually have." Uh, Usually a fifth or two a night, you know, if we go out and... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> fifth or two. Yeah, but there was never a conversation with the doc. So the doctor was treating him without even knowing. Right. It was just like, okay, uh, well, let's get some stomach, you know, mm-hmm. meditation, but never answered, asked the questions. It's those things about uh, having the time to spend with somebody to, like, really learn what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went and told the doc, and they talked to him, and they got it. It wasn't my place, you know. Absolutely. So I, so I talked to the doctor, and he's like, oh, my God, you're kidding me. <laughs> wow. That's all he had to ask. Those little things. Yes. To yeah. take the time to do that. And a lot of the times, the insurance docs, you know, you, you have your six minutes or eight minutes. You don't have that opportunity to kind of peel that extra layer. You know, a lot of people have talk about that. That mm-hmm. you only get eight minutes with the doc, and then you see the insurance bill. It's just astronomical. Mm-hmm. And they really don't understand why it is that way. 
Right. From your perspective, do you have any? Uh, I don't necessarily have a good answer for that. I okay. try to extract myself from that world as much as possible. <laughs> well, that's that's wise. All Understood. I, all I know is that you know I I get confused by it all because say you know sometimes you know I've hurt myself here and there you know I'll go and have an MRI on my knee or something and it's you know cash pay is three hundred bucks but if I use my insurance is five hundred dollars out of pocket how does that all work I'm not sure. <laughs> that is true. That <laughs> Very is. good questions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I see that at the dentist and, from time to time as well. And everybody goes, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it just is what I, it is. I don't know the number. I don't know how that works. Yeah, the whole system needs a pretty severe over, mm-hmm. overhaul. Yes. Yeah. Now, for people that are in states that don't have the ability to get an ND, mm-hmm. people like you, because you're based in a health-friendly state, yeah. can telemed, Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. And how would you treat somebody over telemed? Well, pretty much the same. Um, you know, you don't have the touch and feel. There's certain things you can't do, mm-hmm. uh, but you can work a lot from how they're talking with them, how they're feeling, what's the issues, drilling down. Uh, we can run labs and find out what labs are are happening. In the cases of you know cancer, you know, we can review the records and have pet scans sent to us and things like that um and then uh, as far as musculoskeletal they can send us their mris um you know that's sort of limited on treatment usually if i see an mri and uh, some sort of musculoskeletal thing i can tell them well you know this is what it's going to take to to get you better and then they'll fly in or um, okay for treatment yeah we have a lot of people that fly in well, I know Arizona is one of the leaders in the country in health and freedom. Mm-hmm. And I was at a health and freedom conference. We were making basically the rest of the country aware that you guys are really leading the fight with politically a very narrow margin. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot at stake for people. There is. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't want to be subject to a monopoly, you have to have people like you. Yeah. Otherwise, there really isn't this thing as a second opinion if every single doctor has to follow the exact same protocol all, all over the country set by your insurance companies, set by CDC, set by, you know, right. basically bureaucrats. Yes. The doctors aren't setting those anymore. No, they aren't. And it seems like a cookbook. If you have this, you add this. If you, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a, a personalization for the individual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I and I totally see sort of that vending machine medicine coming, and we may actually see vending machine medicine where you stick your arm in a machine and it reads everything, and then out comes your meds. We wow. May, we may see that in our lifetime, because somebody's making money, right? Uh, MD, primary care physician, they're coming out of school with anywhere from 500000 to a million dollars in debt, and they're, only, they're working 60 hours a week, and they're only taking home 120000 a year. That's ridiculous. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I hear you can work a jack-in-the-box and make about the same. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not there, but there are no. a lot of other places you can yeah, work Yeah, absolutely. There. Well, you know... You, you, that's a lot of dedication, a lot of years. Yes. Right? Um, so you see 
you see the primary care physicians being non-existent, right? That whole layer with that knowledge is, is going to be scraped away. Oh, wow. Right? You see that all the time. When's the last time you go, you make an appointment with a doctor, you go to the doctor, and you see a nurse practitioner? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you're not a doctor. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? So that's a bait and switch. We see that all the time. Yes. And it's billed the same. And it's billed the same. But so, the nurse practitioner is much cheaper to employ than the doctor. No? Mm, the same? Not necessarily, and not mm. anymore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so the business of the medical community is getting interfering with the patient's rights and the mm -hmm. patient's health right. choices. Yeah, yeah those now, choices are being limited. Right. So the last thing I wanted to connect with you about, we just came through this COVID sure. season, and I still call it a pandemic because mm -hmm. I, I just seen enough, heard enough, know enough. Mm -hmm. You actually had some very successful outcomes in treating people. Yes, we, we have, yeah. And doing things that, in my state, I was in Florida, and I lost oh, yeah. a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I lost some very close friends of mine because mm -hmm. they had to do the cookbook. Literally, they were taken hostage in the hospital, would not let them discharge them without treating them with what they deemed the protocol even when the family was at w wanting to refuse it yes um they wouldn't let the family come and pray with them which you know mm -hmm. as part of your faith build we, yourself we've up. we've never seen this before yeah build yourself up in in your faith you can start manifest healing mm -hmm. of your body yeah. you know all of the things that um would make for mental health you know help your emotional self to bring yourself into the game of fighting for your life. Everything was just cut off. Mm -hmm. But here, you didn't have to take your patients hostage. You didn't have to yeah. uh, isolate them from their loved ones. Mm -hmm. Share with you know the general public what you did. So we developed protocol uh, based upon our experiences with viruses, right? Mm -hmm. in, in the conventional world, there's not a lot of good uh, answers for viruses. Um, so we used we used a few different types of IV therapies. We did nebulized uh, colloidal silver. Mm -hmm. We used ivermectin, and then we used the combination of zinc, NAC, and some other more oral supplements um, to kind of top it off. So they would come in every day for three days and get a different type of IV. And we had very, very good results. And I did the same thing when I got COVID, which was, um, might be exactly a year ago. Okay. Like right around this time last year. And how fast did you get over it? I, I knocked the virus out in five days. But because I, I had pneumonia as a child, my, my weakness is my lungs. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, had, I still had that cough that went on and on. So I took another week because you don't want to be at your doctor's and then be you know yeah. hacking away <laughs> yeah exactly Might be a little worrisome <laughs> right. at that point in time yeah. right yeah but uh yeah it worked very very well yeah i know and in, in florida it was hard to even get people to find nac they mm -hmm. were taking it off the shelves right the, the nutrition stores are having a hard time finding and it I use, and vitamin c yep mm -hmm. i was telling people about 
you know, the Z-Packs and mm-hmm. uh, N-acetylcysteine, mm-hmm. of course, and that's also one of the memory supplements mm-hmm. yeah. that I work with with older people. Because as children, they have a lot of it, and wow, look at that. They didn't get much COVID. Right. And the older people that don't... And melatonin. And melatonin, absolutely. Yeah. And they tell you, oh, lock up inside the house where your skin isn't naturally right. making right. melatonin. Yeah. And, you know, everything they did was... It was messed up. Was messed up. Yeah. And, yeah. But your people... Even if they'd be able to go outside and just sat in the sun for... 20 minutes. Right. It, it made vitamin a, D. Would have been an improvement. Yeah. Because of the, there were studies that the people in the South were actually had a lower rate because we got more sunlight than mm-hmm. the people in the, in the North. Yeah. Yeah. And people weren't really getting the right information. It just seemed to be um, yeah, concerted and, disinformation. Yeah. And it's very, the information was very disparate because uh, mm-hmm. I would be on... Throughout this process, I happened to like be talking with the CDC and some of the docs in there. Uh, maybe not daily, but a couple times a week, probably. And then I would turn on the television. And I would hear a completely different story, and it was just such a bizarre. Um, wow! It was a very bizarre scenario. Hmm. Did you get find any pushback on what you were doing? I know you're in a, no. a, a favorable state. No. So no, we didn't. We we didn't have we didn't have any pushback. Matter of fact, we had uh, Fox News came in and did a little blurb on us. Oh, really? On our IV therapies. Yeah. Well, I know even Florida's probably the worst. They're probably the most. Uh, I would say even hostile towards our profession. They are. I had some colleagues nearly go to jail mm-hmm. for practicing naturopathy in Florida. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I told I, you. And, 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 I and I don't understand it. As a holistic practitioner, I I work in wellness. Mm-hmm. I can't treat anything. Sure. Yep. And, you know, so I do things that help get rid of inflammation, mm-hmm. and I, I work yep. on the roots right. of the problems mm-hmm. so that when they do encounter something, that there's their immunity's can actually stave it off yes but florida is very hostile to them you know uh, i would even like to see some of the laws even here i was talking to senator Bartel, and a lot of it's written for mds and do's but it leaves out people like you mm-hmm. that you know more freedom for your health professional yes. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. because even listen even somebody who's doing acupuncture could be helpful to somebody yes so why don't we just open this up to freedom to health practitioners, not just MDs and DOs? Yes. That's yeah. my two cents on, on that. So, But I did share that with her and, and right. because they're in this yeah. arena and they're not in this arena. Right. They, yeah, didn't, and, they and, didn't think about and that. I, and I, and I, Even I, though they're trying. They I, really are I trying. I think that unless we have some serious studies on health, health outcomes and true outcomes, that aren't sponsored by somebody. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a lot of movement in that area. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I think the medical big pharma mm-hmm. industry um, controls almost 75% of commercials on major media. Yeah. That's yeah. a big I remember percentage. when that law came, went into place and it was, I was like, wow. Yeah. Ask your doctor. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, 
Well, anything else you'd like to share with our audience today that, you know, you've, you've been out in the field for a good number of yeah. years. You've been doing this. You, you've given some good tips and advice. If you're in a, a state such as the state I'm in, mm-hmm. um, I tell people you can either treat wellness or you can treat disease. You choose. Sure, sure. <laughs> you yeah, know? Absolutely. But yeah. it seems to be an uphill battle mm-hmm. when you're in a state where literally every mile there's a major, major hospital. Yeah. We're not talking just right. a little checkup yeah. center. Those are in the middle of right. every mile. I mean, at least now we have telephony uh, systems that we never had before. It's much easier. Uh, I mean, we talk to people all over and and help them. Doesn't matter what the state, you know. Yeah, it's hard for the people, though, because... It is. Even when I was at... I go to these dog parks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I talk to everybody at the dog park. You wouldn't believe the people <laughs> I meet at the dog park. Right. <laughs> you know, CEOs of major corporations and it's really it's quite interesting but there was a lady at the dog park and she was a registered nurse and I could hear her basically spewing to all the other people at the dog park because this is when COVID is coming out and there's all of these hypotheticals and she was just bashing ivermectin and calling it a horse wormer and all dewormer and all of this stuff and I chimed in because listen parasites are a huge part of our american issue Mm -hmm. we don't deal with parasites Mm -hmm. and you know maybe if the people were dewormed they would have a better (laughs) immune system to begin with you know and so she didn't like what i had to say yeah because of course you know she's paid a lot of money to have these credentials and so she's right. vested in what the system tells her right but you have those people at the dog park telling everybody else yeah that anybody who's who who would tell you to do and you even said ivermectin is one of your things i yeah. personally take yeah. it as a preventative mm-hmm. but the thing is is now there's at least 20 credible studies by conventional medicine so it's that doctor just didn't know because you're in this tunnel. Because they're in the tunnel. Exactly. Because they're working right. these long hours. Like these are these are pretty pretty significant studies showing the benefits. And I even told her about, listen, this used to be a, uh, I forgot the guy's name that won the Nobel Peace Prize mm-hmm. that invented it. And it was the cure-all up to coming off a patent in 1996. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now it's no good now for it's anything. No good, right? <laughs> Funny how things change. Right, yeah. right. So, but what I was finding is, you know, you have the people that are working the sixty-hour work weeks. They're not getting the information. No. But when they're off duty, they're out spreading whatever they're told, yeah. because you know that's their whole life, and they don't want to see this whole life being false. Yes, yes, it's hard. It's hard all around. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not good for anybody. It's not good for them as professionals. It's not good for patients, you know. And then, yeah, and then they, you know, shoot the messenger. Yeah. I, I will say, I think I think the vast majority of medical schools now are kind of expanding um, their teaching uh, to include some of these things or at least let people know a little bit about what it's like. Like, for instance, they used to have in medical school even on diet you know you got a weekend seminar or you got a one-week course 
Yeah, we just talked about this you in know? my last interview. <laughs> and uh, and and now they're starting to expand because they're they're realizing how how much important this is. And not just this, but you know, all these patients they go to their doctor and ask them about you know dietary concerns or this or that. And, you know, you, you kind of look like. You know, you're supposed to be the person that knows. Right. And you can't write a... You can't have on your egg on your face, so that's that's kind of spurred a, oh, well, maybe we should learn something about this stuff. Well, that's, that's actually positive. good. <laughs> I think there will, in the end, be a silver lining to everything that has happened, whether it's waking up the American public, yeah, sure. whether it's waking up our politicians, because mm-hmm. even they have lost people close to them by yes. this process. Mm-hmm. And I think the country as a whole needed to be awoken. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We were just kind of walking along. This is the process. We're the sheeple, right? Uh-huh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you better hope they're not leading us to slaughter. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, in the end, I do think that uh, there will be some good things that come out of it. Yeah. And I hope that We Arizona... just have to remember. Yes, we do. We do. Well, having people like you to be able to see or telemed in... Um, from wherever you are, yeah, that's going to be a huge, I think, a huge thing in the in the future as people are losing faith in the traditional quote unquote system. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and competition is always good. Yes, right. You bet. Whenever we have monopolies yeah. in anything, whether it's media, yeah. medicine, you name it, it's never for the people. Well, and 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 I always tell I always tell my doctors and. And all of us, that you know, patients have a choice, right? Patients have a choice. They can go use their insurance or whatever. We have to be better. Um, mm-hmm. I usually tell, I usually tell every person, every new patient that walks in the door, that's my patient. I usually tell, well, I, I tell them, well, give me three months, all right? If you're not feeling better in three months, I'll refer you to somebody that maybe can help you a little bit better. So I haven't I, had to refer anybody. So. You haven't. <laughs> Amen. Well, I, I heard you've got great outcomes, so that's why we're here today. But you have the doctors that the AMA kind of hold their license hostage to yes. some degree, following yeah. their yeah. And a lot of a lot of my friends who are MDS would love to do what we do, but they can't. But they can't. They'll they're they're risking their profession, their license, uh, if they if they get into that world. So. So as an ND, then who is your supervising organization? Uh, we have our own board. It's uh, Arizona Natural Board, Naturopathic Board. It's you know professional board. It's just like uh, our medical board. Right. So the reason I ask that is so people understand that one's kind of a, a federal conglomerate, mm-hmm. and here because you're in a freedom friendly health freedom right. friendly state you yeah. have a state board right and that goes back to our constitutions where yeah. states were supposed to be given rights right. to govern ourselves yeah and well it, mds all have their state boards yes and believe it or not there's a fairly sizable difference between the md state boards as far as scope of practice like for instance in florida mds can do almost anything mm-hmm. they can even do botanical medicine they can go to a weekend course and do acupuncture. Um, that's very dangerous. Right. Yeah. Because Does, you know, they're not specialized. Those are years that. of things you have to learn. It's not something you just... 
Yeah, I actually heard of somebody who did an acupuncture session on their head. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was for headaches, and it paralyzed them on part of their Mm. one side of their body for a while, like six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So getting somebody who does a seminar over the weekend and says, yeah. hey, I'm good. Right. Just because they are right. good in something else. Sure, yeah. May not be the case. Right, yeah. All of our doctors have four years of Chinese medicine. They all have four years of clinical nutrition. Um, all the pharmacology uh, on that side of things. Uh, vast amounts of botanical medicine training. Uh, so it's very broad and deep. Gotcha. Well, I thank you today. You have shared thank you very so much. much. This is such a blessing to be able to meet you. Do you mind if I I bless you here? Oh, thank you. All I right. appreciate it. All right. Well, Father, I thank you, Lord God, for men like Dr. Chambers here and this whole entire clinic, God. We just pray that your Holy Spirit comes through and works through these people as they are your hands and feet to heal the people here in the, the Phoenix, Scottsdale, and it area and wherever people are flying in from i just thank you um, for being such a gracious god and giving us these centers and these outputs to to work and manifest your glorious healing in jesus name we pray so i thank you i thank you so much for your time Thank you again for tuning in to The Soul Connection. We can be found at soulconnectionusa.com with our developing community. Please join us again every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until our next show, find new ways this week and every week to make your own Soul Connections. Check out the Voice America Variety Channel on Facebook. This is the place to share and read stories about and from our hosts and shows. And you can add your voice on today's hot topics. Like us and comment on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Voice America Variety. The Soul Connection with Dr. K hosts a forum of expert guests that showcase popular topics that can impact the soul. Weekly, Our Soul Doctor connects with authors, medical professionals, and leaders that share expertise and testimonials. Check out our growing community on site at soulconnectionusa.com. Tune in to Feed the Soul Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices. Hey, Alexa, play Being Here podcast on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. (laughs) 